If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action on a Tuesday night from the South Pole. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, how you doing tonight? Baseball, a little later, about an hour plus from now. Game six of the World Series, Braves up three games to two. I wimped out, Gil. I heard you did. I wimped out. What happened to you? I don't even know you anymore. You know, it was one of the things where I I remembered that I owed you and Kelly a fine steak dinner. And I said, I'm just going to get a free fine steak dinner. It won't cost me anything. So I'm going to go ahead and, and hedge off a little bit. You, just to let everybody know, you have futures tickets on Houston. You've yes. already cashed a division ticket. Yeah. You've already cashed a pennant ticket. Mm-hmm. And so now, when you're about to hit the uh, ultimate home run, see what I did there? Yes. You decided here, game six, you're like, eh, maybe not. I think, it's, I think it might be over tonight. I think it might be over You tonight. believe in Max Freed. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and hedge off a little bit, make it to where it won't be quite as painful whenever we're sitting down and I'm buying you guys the finest of meats. What do you owe, what do you owe us dinner for? <laughs> the, uh, the Losing the golf. Losing the golf. Well, yeah. done Finishing last yes. in golf. Yes. Right. Imagine golf. that. You take that trade because you were killing golf otherwise. So, fine thing to give so us dinner. I will, one way or another, if, I, if, they, if they win it all, yeah. it will be an even better steak okay. dinner for all of us. And if not, it'll be covered. It'll all be right. taken care of. We got Paul Spore on baseball tonight before game six. Andy McNeil, the angry Canadian, talk hockey with us tonight as well. Frank Schwab. Hey, we get Frank Schwab back on the show. Talk NFL. Uh, NBA Coach of the Year, Teaser Tuesday, that it being Tuesday today. Uh, We'll talk about that. And, of course, some NBA action, which we'll get to right now. And, oh, some action as well. We do. Um, One tip-off happening right now, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. That's the Bucks and the Pistons. 
Four and a half point favorites are the Bucks on the road. Two twelve, two twelve and a half your total there. Seven thirty Eastern, four thirty Pacific. Heat and the Mavericks. The Heat are two two and a half point road favorites. Two oh nine and a half, two ten, the total there. Nine Eastern, six Pacific. Kings and Jazz. The Jazz eight and a half to nine point home favorites. Two twenty two and a half, two twenty three, your total. In that one, two late games, 10 Eastern, Pelicans and Suns. 11.5 point favorites are the Suns at home, 214.5 the total there. And then 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific, Rockets and the Lakers. Lakers, 10 point home favorites, 219 the total against the lowly Rockets. All right, a whole bunch of NFL news today. Uh, And it runs the gamut, some of which is truly tragic. But let's just start with the NFL trade deadline, which came and went with, I'll call it a whimper. Oh, the biggest of whimpers. Yeah, if whimpers can be big. Teams that needed things. It is so different in the NFL. People, teams will hold on to a guy that they underutilize, that they don't want to play, that they fall, that a guy has fallen fifth on the depth. It doesn't matter. Like they will <laughs> hold on to him for dear life. Like they will not part with these guys, no matter what. Isn't that how most fantasy football owners operate their own teams? Like yeah. I can't get you my yeah. guy because my guys are better than yours. You it's, don't play him. It's just, it's, it's crazy. All these guys that have been losing snaps and falling on depth charts and also, uh, apparently the Jets got a call about Mims and a guy that, Literally, literally has had fallen all the he's like fourth yeah. on the depth chart and they're yeah. like, Yeah, no. Can't no, give you Denzel no, Mims. No, can't happen. No. no, we're holding on to him. No. We drafted him high. <laughs> uh so the big non news, of course, is that although the Dolphins did reportedly do their due diligence on Deshaun Watson and had conversations with the Houston Texans, Miami did not make a trade for the quarterback. That per uh, sources, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, who had contingencies that needed to be met for any deal. We talked about that last week. Uh, he made the final decision to not move forward. The Dolphins had received permission or first received permission from the Texans to speak to Deshaun Watson this past Monday night. Or was it last night that they did? No, last week, Monday night, I believe it was. So that that comes and goes. And Deshaun Watson remains in this sort of, you know, I don't know if the word is purgatory, but this non-action situation with the Houston Texans, which I think ultimately, by the way, from an NFL perspective, is the best thing that could possibly happen to the league office because now they don't have to deal with it at all this one season. way or the yes. other this season um, or, or, you know, or beyond, but certainly not for this season. So that comes and goes. And, and with that, uh, the line, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, maybe it's because the there's like some decent little smoke that, that Terod Taylor's going to be back for the Texans. But that so that line falls. To, it's six and a half now. It was sitting seven yesterday in favor of the Dolphins. Now back now six and a half on the Dolphins here. And you do have to wonder if you're Tua from a mental, you hear that the owner called and personally talked oh, to Deshaun Watson. That's a like, great like, point. What are you, what is this guy thinking at this point? Like, Thanks, like, and tomorrow, you know what they'll say? Tua's our quarterback. He's going to go, yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. It's a, it's a messed up situation yeah. for him to be for sure. Uh, Rams officially waving Deshaun Jackson. He had asked to, uh, to be traded. They said, all right, we'll look into it. And Deshaun Jackson, uh, just a wave. He's out there. The speedster, 34 years old, though, Deshaun Jackson. He's out there now. The Packers released Jalen Smith very soon after acquiring him or uh, picking him up from the Cowboys. I mentioned to you that my Cowboys fan friends mm-hmm. were like, he's not, he's not a good football player. He makes some splashy plays, but generally on a play-to-play basis, he's not good. And I wonder if the Packers figured that out quickly. I, I, I think a little bit of that. And I think uh, apparently not so great of a teammate either. Oh, so, yes. Well, there's that. Yes. 
Uh, Philip Rivers, remember we talked about this also yesterday. We're talking about the Will Brinson t- uh, tweet, rather. You know, the, the Saints, obviously, with the Jameis Winston season-ending injury. Taysom Hill trying to work his way back from concussion protocol. What about Philip Rivers, who coached high school football three hours away? What about him? He never quite closed the door entirely. Well, Sam Farmer at the L.A. Times says that Philip Rivers tells him he has not heard from the Saints, but, you ready for this, would listen. Would listen. Would listen. That, that was the one that shocked me today, at least, that I didn't hear that they were at least knocking on some doors. And maybe that's just because they do have a ton of confidence in, in Trevor Simeon. I mean, I, this is a guy that has started in the NFL and had some success, at least a little bit of success, somewhere along the way. But I, I, I thought for sure with the Saints, where they're positioned right now, with that defense playing at the level that they're playing at, you assume that Michael Thomas is coming back at some point over the next few weeks. Maybe they would have done something else with one of these uh, receivers, which apparently they were they inquired about Odell. Um, today and apparently couldn't work out the finances on on all that. He makes too much money. He makes too much money, which is what we were kind of talking about when when you brought it up uh, yeah. uh, last week. It was one of those things where it's like, yeah, they just makes too much money, and teams can't take on a salary like that. And the Browns didn't want to pay enough of it, apparently. But uh, that they didn't inquire, I think, more about a quarterback is it was very interesting to me. I mean, I heard absolutely nothing about it today. Like there was no rumors, no buzz, no anything about them. You know. Oh, they asked about this or asked about this or asked about nothing. So apparently Trevor Simeon's the dude. The NBA trade deadline is spectacular. The MLB trade deadline is awesome. And this one, not so much. Nothing. 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 So you you think it's going to be Trevor Simeon instead of Taysom Hill when he's back healthy? Yeah. Man. He'll just use Taysom Hill like he likes to use Taysom Hill. Yeah. No doubt. You... You lose a whole element of what Taysom Hill brings to the offense if he has to line up and play quarterback every single snap. Like him lining up at, at tight end and him lining up in the backfield and you never know whether they're going to pitch it to him and he's going to throw it or whether he's going to run it. or what. Like the, the whole gadgetry and him being kind of like that guy is is lost if he's lining up and actually having to play quarterback every single snap. I'd like to also continue to to remind everyone that he was – not drafted because he was not good enough at playing quarterback, and then they brought him in to play tight end. <laughs> like this guy is not a quarterback in the NFL. I don't know why we continue to to try and do this. It's just over weird, Gil, because Matt's always been such a big fan of his. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. for two Both years loves now, loves <laughs> on record. Yes, on record. On record. Such a big over and over. Fan. Check the tape. Uh, this morning during a numbers game, Pittsburgh Steelers go ahead and trade Melvin Ingram to the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk about that Chiefs game last night a little later on. Uh, but Melvin Ingram, whose advanced stats, quite frankly, aren't all that spectacular, mm-hmm. uh, he ends up with the Kansas City Chiefs. He does not play wide receiver, though, however. He, he doesn't. Really I could use help there, too. You know, I mean, I guess this is a thing that you do to make you feel better, maybe, about your situation. I mean, it's been so bad that it can't be worse if you bring him in. They didn't have to give up really anything for him. So I think it's kind of a no harm, no foul. But upside would be if he can regain anything. From what yeah. he was in the past, and then if not, you, you gave up a sixth rounder. Not, not a big deal. Chiefs traded guard uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, who uh, seems kind of seems just amoral to trade him after what he did during the pandemic. Went back to his native Canada. Uh, he's a physician by trade, unlike you, who's not a physician yes, by trade. Guard, guard slash doctor. Yes, and he he helped people during uh, the pandemic, but they traded him to the Jets for tight end Dan Brown. And uh, as Kelly mentioned yes, yesterday, Daniil Hunter. Uh, he will, or that was this morning, rather, on on a numbers game. Daniel Hunter will miss the rest of the season with a pectoral injury uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. Mike Zimmer announced that a pectoral injury sounds awfully painful. So that happened. So in the end, the biggest deal was the Vaughn Miller trade yesterday for a second and third round pick in yeah. the upcoming NFL draft going from the Broncos to the Rams because the Rams are going for it. Yeah. And, and I mean, listen, like we were mentioning, I mean, no, no player 
has more quarterback pressures over the last five years than Von Miller has two other guys ahead of him and two of the guys playing the same team now, Von Miller and Aaron Donald. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absurd. If Von Miller, he's, he's older, he's in his career, he's not going to be the same guy that he was, but you get 85% of Von Miller added to all those pieces that they have on that defense. And again, it just makes those secondary guys who are already, who are already pretty good. It makes their job just so much easier, right? I mean, if they don't have to cover for as long and these guys continue, these guys put pressure on the quarterback, it's just such a, such a great position. And, and the Rams look, like I said, one, they're going for it too. hometown thing. They're doing that yeah. whole nine yard. Like we want to do it at our hometown, just like the, the box is. So I, look, I, I feel really, really good having as many futures tickets on this Rams team as I do. Feel good about mine. And, and yeah, even the MVP ticket on Stafford and stuff like, you know, a lot of these guys have, have really fallen off here over the last couple of weeks. And he's just kind of the steady guy while he's not putting up these eye popping stats. He's the steady Eddie. This is the uh, tragic news of the day. Uh, Henry Ruggs, in case you haven't heard, wide receiver of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. He will be charged with a DUI, not just a DUI, but a DUI that resulted in the death of of a passenger or of a driver of another vehicle after an early morning crash sometime after 3.30 a.m. this morning. Um, obviously, just a horrible story. It has nothing to do with the trade deadline. But as long as we're talking about NFL players, that was really the biggest headline of the day and in the most tragic way possible. So that is a developing story. We will, of course, keep you abreast of that. That this morning again here in Las Vegas. Uh, we'll come back as inarticulate a segue as this is. We'll talk baseball, World Series Game 6 with Paul Spoor, and they are announcing the first college football playoff rankings. We'll dive into that, Mishugas. Coming back, Beast's Primetime Action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, 
I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The sports betting national championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th. I believe that's this weekend. VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Brady and Femi will be out there. Visit VEASAN.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's VEASAN.com slash SBNC. Take it in Canadian. It is 1.24 million Canadian. I keep trying to tell you. It doesn't mean it's more take, money. Take it in Canadian, 1.24 million <laughs> in Canadian. Stupid. <laughs> it's not true, boys and girls. It's the same amount of money. Just a conversion. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is well-shaven tonight. He is uh, available at Sporer, S-P-O-R-E-R, on Twitter. You can uh, hang out with him each and every night at twitch.tv slash Sporer. We can watch him play MLB The Show. And, of course, he's the host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, works at Fangraphs. You know Fangraphs. It's Paul Sporer. How you doing, Paulie? I'm doing well. How's it going? I'm doing well. No hat, no mustache. The the mustache was gone this morning, Gil. You didn't notice it. Well, because you had the hat on, and I was distracted. Do you, do you want me to put the hat back on? No, 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 right? no, yeah, no. This is like, no. yeah, okay. this is, yeah. I mean, no. I also is, got a haircut today. This I'm is like we've got a whole new guest on the show. This is this is right. good, this is good stuff. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so I had to get a fresh cut. All right. So it's Game Six tonight, Paul. After uh, after Game Five, where there was a grand slam hit early, and it looked like there was going to be a celebration in Atlanta, and it was like, wow, we're going to win this thing in five games. Not so fast, my friend. The Astros' offense woke up. Dusty Baker shifted around some players, uh, rejiggered his lineup, and that Astros lineup showed up. Now we're at Game 6. We're back at Houston. Houston's a minus-129 favorite. Going up against Max Freed tonight, the Braves plus-119 on the uh, dime line. I went Freed first five like I did in Game 2 when Freed got dinked to death with five singles in the second, one of which was an infield single. There was a throwing error. There was a wild pitch. Anyway, that one went by the wayside. But I'm, I, I think the same reasons for playing it then are there reasons to play it now. Do you like that play? Would you do something else? Yeah, but between uh, between the two first five options, obviously, Houston or Atlanta, I would definitely go on the Braves' side. I think even though the night shift has been excellent, that bullpen's been nails, I, I still think that that's where Houston uh, can make hay. And that's obviously where they really got loose last game out uh, when the offense jumped up. And I think that that's where they can get uh, a big lead or, or even reclaim a lead if they're if they're down after free goes tonight. So, yeah, I think that's where I would want to go with the first five. But I do still like Houston overall. 
So if we're going first five and you like the Braves, there is a head-to-head listed on DraftKings for fewest hits allowed. And Garcia's minus 225, Freed is plus 165. If you like, if you kind of like Freed Eesh. early on here, the, the plus 165 on fewest hits, you would you definitely gravitate towards that, right? Yes, but is Garcia so low because they think he could be out quickly and maybe he doesn't yeah. get hit hard enough, right? Because it's a balancing act of, okay, if he gets hit hard and comes out early and it's a short innings thing, well, maybe he gave up seven hits in the process. Or they take him out early because he gives up, you know, a two-run homer, another hit, and a walk. And, and he just got gets bounced in the first inning or something? Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it's not an automatic freed. Uh, I do like him as a, as a dog there. That is interesting. But I think the Garcia number comes from the fact that they're projecting more of a smaller outing for him. But – we know Freed can go six, seven uh, with a with a low hit total. I mean, he's a stud. I think he's an ace in the making. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised to see him jump another level next year. I really do like him as somebody who's been on Houston the whole way. Uh, back against the wall tonight, having to face Freed is not a very comfortable situation, except for the fact that they do have a lot of righties in that lineup, and that offense is awesome regardless of who's pitching. All right, Paulie, we talked about two different things this morning. Two things among mm-hmm. others. One of which I want to rehash. One I don't. The one I don't is. Uh, is it worth taking the Astros on the adjusted series price, having to win two more games? You and I did the math on that this morning. It would really take the Astros to be about a minus 180 favorite in game number two to justify. Actually, now we're showing plus 200. So it would take them being about a minus 175 favorite to justify yeah. the plus 200. They're not going to be a minus 175 favorite no matter what happens tonight. Nope. The conversation I do want to talk about, though, is for MVP. I And, and like I said this morning, I don't know. I don't know if it's been this up in the air heading into a game six ever. Maybe it has. Maybe I'm just not remembering. But the shortest shot, and this is different from this morning, six to one on Jorge Soler. They moved him. They wow. moved him the other way. So there's there's five Braves. Makes sense. They're up three games to two. Five Braves are the short shots. Soler at six uh, six to one. Freddie Freeman, seven to one. Adam Duvall, plus 750. Austin Riley, eight to one. Travis Darno up to nine to one. He did move uh, in your direction. He was 10 this morning. I think he was 10 this morning, but it okay. might've been a different book too. So you always got to shop around for these. That's it's only after that. The Astros started double digits. Which way would you go here? So, you know, you and I talked about Soler and, and Darno and how they're both like really close in terms of uh, total production. They both contributed to that big comeback there with the back-to-back homers. And so I would go with the longer shot of Darno over Soler. Uh, but when you look at these these Astros, again, for somebody who's been on the Astros the whole way, like myself, I start to look at their market. I think you also brought up the idea of how they look for guys like the the they try to gravitate toward the star where they yeah. can. And I don't think Freeman gets as not enough love as he should. And I mentioned how El Tuve could be that guy if he hits a key homer in one of these two games, uh, or, or just has you know solid games in both, multi hits for both or something, and they win it. I think he'd be a great. Great one to look at, uh, Correa or Tucker. I really wish that the the strength of this pitching wasn't left-handedness between Freed and the night shift because that would open me up on like a Tucker or even an Alvarez who's not even on the board right here, although I don't think he's having a huge World Series. So I would go with Darno. That would be my primary move right now. Otherwise, I would go to Altuve or Correa. Paul, you said you'd like the Astros tonight. Do you then think that... That leads to a, a winning game seven. So do you like them to come all the way back here? Is that kind of your I, gut I, feeling? I do. Here? I, I do. It, it's 
part of it is obviously just sticking with the team that, that I've been with. I haven't seen anything in this series that has me way off of them. I spoke with this about Gil this morning about how, yeah, the offense came alive in that last game, but it wasn't that they weren't doing anything previously. They weren't cashing in opportunities. They really started to hit with runners in scoring position. They've had chances. This, this series could be flipped the other way right now. It's not that they've been completely shut down. It's that they haven't cashed in. So that's why I still like them here. Um, and I'm just going with the guys that I've been with throughout the entire time. But also, of course, if they win tonight, backs against the wall, I think the pressure tilts completely the other way to Atlanta to where they, all of a sudden they're clenched up and they're really nervous. And then Houston starts to play a little bit differently there too. So I still really like them. I do respect Atlanta. I, I came in not liking them at all for the playoffs. Their bullpen's pitching lights out. They have a quality lineup. So I do respect them as, as a ball club here, but I still am going with the Astros all the way. So, Paul, we do a very competitive little skins game between the three of us here on set for every one of these World Series games, which is who's going to hit the first home run. We don't attach odds to it. We just put a 20 in the pot. Uh, if none of our guys hit the first home run, then it carries over and it doubles up the I next game, that. so on and so forth. So what I'd like to do here is get your advice to all of us as to who you would bet on, and then whoever has the first pick will have this opportunity to either go with Paul Sporer or to shun every word you say and say, you know what, forget Paul Sporer, I'm going this way. What would be your pick here? I'm going to go with a guy I just talked about, Jose Altuve. He hits lefties. He has playoff homers galore. It's a little chalky. I get it, but there's no odds. If there were odds, I'd be going somebody like Jordan Alvarez against a lefty or something cute like that. But if we're just going straight up, mm -hmm. I got to go Altuve at home against a lefty, even a great one like Freed. I just sang his praises, but I'm going Altuve. Okay. Altuve, who has the first pick, Kelly? In the, in the home you run? do, Gil. Oh, I do. You do. <laughs> I'm going with you, Paul. Our friendship hinges on I'm this. I'm going with you, man. Yeah, I'm, let's I'm go. Going with Altuve. I'm calling my shot right now. Thank you, Paul. Uh, listen, uh, I, I didn't get a chance to thank you this morning, or maybe I did. I did. I, got, did. I thanked you. you did. I didn't get a chance to thank someone else, which I have, I have to call him. But thank you for all the uh, baseball spots this year, man. You are a trooper, as always. Enjoy Game 6, and if, if necessary, enjoy Game 7 tomorrow, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Gail. Matt, it was awesome speaking with you all year as well. You guys are great. The show's wonderful, and I really appreciate y'all making me part of it. Enjoy vacation, man. Paul Thank Spore, you. everybody. The great Paul Spore. Six foot five inches tall, by the way. So instead of, I mean, I'm glad he's gone. Paul, if you're listening still, he's, I'm here's glad, a, he's, I'm glad, glad he's gone. Glad he's gone. Now <laughs> Listen, I can really. He's say like, what I'm think. going on vacation. I have to get a haircut and shave my mind. Good. National television with us doesn't matter. Hat like 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 the, the scum stash. You wouldn't leave him alone scum with like. Stash. You wouldn't leave him alone with like your dog because you'd be afraid of like what's going on. And then this guy he's wow. going on vacation, and then he gets a haircut. And shaves the mustache for vacation. Well, his girlfriend stepped in and said, you know, we're going somewhere. Why don't you clean up? Is that, I mean, is, is that, do you know this for a fact? No, I'm just guessing. Yeah, no, this, yeah. I think this is just, he, he, he's like, you know what, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm going to clean myself up for you guys. No, I, when I'm going to Bora Bora over here, though, I'll do it. Man. I hope he is going to Bora Bora. That guy, that guy has done spots on my podcast oh, and on yeah. shows for a decade. Doesn't Always get, with a smile. Doesn't get have to get text messages from you or me for like four months now. Never five months, unavailable. However, however short the and, baseball season is, and then and then gets off with us and plays online for five hours. Yep. Out of, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. No, yeah, to yeah. entertain the match. Kelly watches him on on. Uh... Twitch.tv slash sport. I always pull up a window over here because it fascinates me that there's like 90 people watching him play a video I game. I told you the first time he did it, before anybody knew what, what Twitch was, he was on Twitch. I was like, Paul, what, are the people watching you play a video game? He goes, no, 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 Gil, you don't understand. They're watching me set my lineup. <laughs>
Yeah. What? Yeah, they love him. Open fake packs of cards. Love this kid. We'll come back. Uh, We will talk about the first college football playoff rankings. Let's get angry for no reason. Next, VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits yet another way. Oh, too many to name. But VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Gil, Matt, Kelly, primetime action. Glad you could join us. By the way, again, I am on uh, the Braves' first five. Back in Max Freed again, minus 105. I believe it was minus 115 back in game two. Again, when he got uh, beaten up. Beaten up is a exaggeration. Dinked in the second uh, inning for four runs on five singles, including an infield single. Throwing air, wild pitch. So I'm doing that again. Kelly, you have a play, and you also have Kenny White Maction play tonight. The return of primetime Maction. Yes. Right, gentlemen? So, yeah, I got, I got a play from Kenny White. He, uh, he likes Ohio. That game is starting here in a few minutes. He got it at plus 7.5. Seeing mainly 7s around right now, uh, so you might miss the hook that uh, Kenny got. But that game, yeah, that game's getting underway here shortly. So if you want to bet on it, go ahead and run and get that. I'm I'm on the Heat here tonight in this Heat-Mavericks game. Um, this is one we talked about waiting a couple weeks to get a little bit more data. Uh, Mavericks will be out uh, without Maxi Kleba and uh, Porzingis tonight. They are already the third worst rebounding team in the NBA. So having those two bigs out, not going to help much against the Miami Heat, who have the third best offensive rebounding percentage in the NBA, as well as you're talking about, we always talk about defending the three, right, Gil? Mm-hmm. This is a... Dallas Mavericks team that takes the th- the third most threes in the league right now. They make the fifth least percentage-wise. And you have the Miami Heat that are holding opponents to the fourth best three-point shooting percentage in the league. So it, as w- with the rebounding and the uh, three-point shooting difference going, I like that bet tonight. Laying, I laid three. You can get two and a half, two or two on this game right now. I jumped on it right as Bam Adebayo was announced to go tonight. Um, so, yeah, Miami Heat minus three for me this evening. You know what's an interesting thing about that is take a guy like uh, Bob Stoll, Dr. Bob, who does uh, – predictive modeling uh, with his sports betting. The the thing about the Heat having a really good three-point D against a really poor three-point shooting team, that's what you're referring to here? The, Correct. The Heat against the Mavericks? What he often says is that that, that cancels that out. And so a, a strength against a weakness is a strength that is sort of in the netherworld, doesn't really matter in this particular matchup. So what's funny about is when you look at so the, the look at some of these the frequency numbers and then accuracy numbers. You're talking about Miami Heat that get, allow the most threes in it all in the league, right? So what does that usually mean? Teams got to settle for a bad shot and settling for a bad three because clearly mm. if they're they're allowing the most, but only the, they're allowing the fourth the uh, fourth least makes. Right, that usually means they're probably settling for a bad three, a forced three, and then missing. So that's kind of where I'm drawing the line on that. Or you're just making a homer pick because you love the Heat, one or the other. Yeah, right. Or, or that, you just right? love the Heat. Yeah. Heat uh, make you work for everything. That's for sure. You were looking. You had something to say. What did you want to say? Oh no, no, oh, no, 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 nothing. No, <laughs> I thought I'm, you were looking. I felt. I have no. I felt it, it too. I, I have absolutely too. no no opinion on this basketball yeah. game whatsoever at all. Um, Bucks are up early on the Pistons, 24 to 
16. Giannis, eight points, three boards, and an assist already here in the first quarter. Uh, and then on the Pistons side of things, Jeremy Grant, eight points, a rebound, an assist, a steal, and a block in the first quarter. What's your now that you've hit, now that you've played the other side here? You're playing both sides. You took the Braves today. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like emotionally? Are you like, well, now I now I want the Astros to win less? Like, does your brain play tricks on you? No, I have twenty four to one on the Astros. I really you prefer the Astros them. to win. You still yes. prefer them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would make sense. Yes, yes, much, much, much. But you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some people would be like, oh, well, now I don't because I did that, and so yeah. But yeah, twenty four to one yeah. would probably yeah trump all. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Astros, but. It just kind of got to a point now where it's down to the last two games. They're Astros throwing a guy on short rest. They're, it could turn into crazy bullpen games and stuff. So I'm just like, okay, let me let me take a little bit out of this. Like, I, I will say this again from a betting perspective. And baseball was the sport that I, for most of my betting life, loved betting pre-flop the most. But you, it is so much more difficult to bet a sport now where they take starter pitchers much earlier yeah. out of games. And specifically in the postseason, when it's like John Smoltz said this the other night in the postgame broadcast, where he, and I've never heard anybody really say it this succinctly, he's like, it matters who scores first because the opposing manager is like, pull him. Yeah. And it didn't used to be that way, mm-hmm. right? So the, the, the quick trigger is such now that it, it's so much more difficult to bet on this beyond a first five, I would say, most specifically. But that's what we get. It doesn't matter for you because you have the, uh, yeah. the full future bet, which is. Good for you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if the Astros win tonight, I'll play the Braves again tomorrow night, and then, you know, one way or another. You played it correctly. One way or another. How about some college football playoff rankings? The first of, I believe it's six weeks of this, five weeks of this. Uh, Here's the thing. Let's just establish some ground rules here. None of this matters till the last one. The last one is the only one that matters. So this is a ESPN production. They create the list. They get still advertising on it, and we get to debate it incessantly while they laugh, uh, a howling laugh in their room. But here it is. Let's do the top 10. Notre Dame ends up at uh, 10th. By the way, the odds on the right reflect their odds to win the national championship. Wake Forest, undefeated Wake Forest, uh, has themselves a tough game this week, though. They're also at 101. They come in at number 9. Oklahoma, this caught your eye, Matt. They end up at number 8. 12-1 12-1 to win the national championship behind Caleb Williams. Michigan, which took their first loss of the season this week to Michigan State. Wonder where Sparty ended up. Michigan comes in at number 7. They're 60-1 to to win the title. Undefeated Cincinnati. Not looking real sharp in their wins, but yet still have a zero in the loss column. They come in at number 6. People were wondering where they would show up in the initial rankings. They're 30-1 to to win it all. And then the other question has been solved here. Where would Oregon and Ohio State end up juxtaposed against each other. Well, Ohio State ends up at number five, five to win the national title, which means we got to have Michigan State and, uh, and of course, Oregon in the top four, it would think. And there it is on the left side of the screen. Michigan State ends up fourth, 40 to one and win it all. Oregon comes in in the initial college football rankings. Again, these won't matter till the end at number three, 50 to one to win it all. No surprise, Bama number two, plus 280, Georgia number one, plus 110. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I mean, the reason it just jumped out to me on on the Oklahoma thing is because it is not a clear path now being that far down at eight because they have to jump four, maybe five teams because if Georgia loses, they're still going to be in. 
if Georgia loses to to, to Bama in the in the SEC championship. So it's like there's it's a fairly decent little road for them to get. In. It's not like you're sitting sixth or fifth or something like. There's there's a a mess of teams that they still have to jump to get in there. So that's the one that just really kind of stood out to me. The main the main thing about every one of these college football rankings debates, and I I I'm on a three way text with Felica and with our buddy E. And I always say it because they always talk at each other. It's like there's two conversations happening at the same time. We have to resolve this. <laughs> One of this is what happened on the field. These are the four teams based on what happened on the field. They deserve to be the four teams based on what we saw. The other conversation is simultaneously happening, which is these are the four best teams. Those are often two different groups. Right. It's like so, our power rankings on Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's like, so it's, like, exactly it's, like, right. it's like Bama being at two, right? Like there, there is, there is definitely them sitting there going, "That's the if if we're just being honest with ourselves, they're the second best team in the country." Yeah, I think so. And if you're jumping up and down about this, they control their own. If they lose, they're going to be out. So it's if they win, then are you really going to sit here and say that a one-loss Alabama team, as good as they have been for however long, it doesn't deserve to be in there? Of course, they deserve to be in there. And then if they lose, if they happen to lose to Georgia in this in, in the SEC championship game, then they'll be out and you'll be happy. So like like there's no reason to get all upset about about Bama. Not about Bama, but you see the problem with that though is that the same people that will say that will agree with you and say, okay, you're right, Alabama is, but then Oregon isn't, right? They shouldn't be fourth because by the same by the same criteria, they're not one of the four best teams in the country by any measure. Yet the people who say, but what happened on the field, Oregon went into the horseshoe beat Ohio State in convincing fashion without the number one pick in the draft, supposedly, next year in Thibodeau, that is the the, the play on the field group, will mm. say, but they deserve to be in. So it's like you can't have, and by the way, this is, the, this is their, maybe it's their fault for not defining this, or maybe it's the genius of not defining this. We don't know what ought to matter in the end if Alabama and Oregon are second and fourth because one applies, one justification applies to one team, another does to the other. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of big differences compared to the AP poll. AP and co- I mean, like Cincinnati's number two in the AP and coaches poll right now. And like six in here, like I, you guys are right. You guys are right. Like they're weighing in a lot of what they think these teams truly rank at as, as opposed to, yeah, I think what you've seen on the field. And the thing is, you can't, like, does anybody really think that if we're Oregon at number four and Ohio State at number five, does anybody really think that if both of those teams went out, Ohio State's not going to leapfrog Oregon? You know how this goes. Come on. Let's not be naive. And, I mean, look, betting odds speak as well, right? I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. Shouldn't they? Like, the betting odds speak as well. Yeah, Notre Dame might be 10. Wake Forest might be 9. They're 100 to 1. 100 to 1. Even Michigan State, 40 to 1. Ohio State, 5 to 1. Like, what? Yeah, well, Wake Forest, like I said, Wake Forest may lose this uh, this week to North Carolina, and that'll be the end of that conversation, at least. But you still got to play the games like this, This, you know, Cincinnati could lose. You never know. Oregon may trip up again. Coming back, Beeson's Primetime Action, Hockey with Andy McNeil. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VSIN's primetime action from the South Point Hotel Casino, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, 17 to 9, Mavericks out of the shoot there, Kelly. Not a good uh, first six minutes for you. Sorry about that. Hope it turns around. Yes, no? Hey, it's early. Okay, it's early. There we go. It's early, man. It's the NBA. Do you have any reaction to the college football rankings, Kelly? Anything? Uh, I mean, like, I don't. There's, there's some undefeated ones I just don't understand. Yeah, not much, though, Gil. Not much. <laughs> All right. I, if you it. told me Wake Forest was undefeated and ranked number nine, I'd be like, psh, psh, no way. I oh, you didn't no. even know. No, I, there's no way. I did not know Wake Forest had an undefeated football team. I feel like half the nation knew that. Less than that. Oh, that, 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 that issue That's may take care true. of itself. That's true. Yeah. I actually will give you that for sure. Yeah, I mean, what are they, 100 to 1 still? Like, that's, yeah, come on. Because, well, and also, one, people don't pay attention to college football all the, uh, nearly as much as the NFL, and then also definitely not what, what's going on with Wake Forest. Well, and if, AC, like, if the ACC was bad in previous years, oh, God, it is, uh, it is about three steps below that this year. 
Now we'll see how it all shakes out again. Only the last college football playoff rankings matter. Much debate between <clears throat> now and then, that's for sure. Let's talk a little hockey in the meantime from Edmonton, Alberta. <clears throat> Mad Digital Gambler on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Andy McNeil. What is that hat, man? Oh, we can't hear Andy. Oh, boy. Hmm. All right, well. Well. A little less hockey talk. Can't I believe that was a Mighty Ducks hat, though. Mighty Ducks, was it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I so. think, so. I think so. That's what I thought. Mm. Just wanted to hear him say it, though. What were you going to say about hockey, though, Matt, since we have you now? You know what I was going to say? I was going to yeah. say, Andy, I'm looking here, and it says that the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes are undefeated on the season. Will they end that way? <laughs> Is that what you're going to ask just, him? Just a, you know, a real, really tough question for him to, well, start, to start things off. Well, I, I, you know, it, what's a valid question is at the, at the bottom of those standings, there are some really bad teams in hockey uh, out of the shoot this year, specifically the uh, Coyotes, winless in, uh, in nine, excuse me, nine games, yeah, winless at this point, and uh, the Blackhawks. Almost just as bad, one and seven. By the way, uh, while the uh, while the Coyotes are zero and eight, let's bring him in now. We have him, Andy McNeil, ladies and gentlemen, at Digital Gambler from Edmonton, Alberta. How you doing, man? You good? I didn't press anything. I don't know what happened. It was you. Uh, it was clearly yeah, you. It was me. It was me. I was <laughs> going to say I think people probably pay attention to Wake Forest more than they do the Calgary Flames. But uh, I don't know. I think it was the exchange rate on the internet connection there that <laughs> yeah, was going on. That's we what just, it was. Yeah, we can't. We got to get that fixed. We'll do that for ne- well, next time. Well, let's let's talk about a little get bit a visa of for him. The 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 really good teams out of the shoot. What Matt was talking about and the really bad ones. What I was talking about. Um, you know, randomly, if you play eight games thereabouts in any season, you're going to have a team or teams that start out great and, and teams that start out poorly. But, like, how extreme, particularly on the bad side with the Coyotes and the Blackhawks, is this? Well, the Blackhawks, I, I, I think they were uh, really unlucky. Now, they're they're not a good team by any means. I think they've kind of shown that so far. But um, they were, you know, scoring nowhere near the goals that they should have been scoring, and particularly uh, on the goaltending side of things. Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, specifically Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, was playing awful, and and you know he finally picked up his first win of the season uh, last night. Um, but but both he and Kevin Lankinen haven't been good this season. So it's just been you know everything going wrong for the Blackhawks. They'll probably figure it out, find a way to uh, you know become that that <laughs> mediocre average team that they should be. Uh, but the Coyotes, that's a, a totally different story. They might get their first win here tonight. I, I think it's still tied. Uh, Zero zero, um, if I if I'm not mistaken, but um, that team is uh, heading for the basement, and uh, you know zero expectations, none whatsoever. Andy, of these teams that did have that do have hot starts here through first, you know eight, nine, ten games, something like that. Let's say you know Flames, Oilers, Blues, uh, Hurricanes, Panthers. Who were you lowest on? Who, which which one of these teams do you think is uh, set for some some serious regression? Uh, the the Blues for sure. I think um, you know where they're sitting now atop the the Central Division. Obviously, uh, you know the Avalanche have kind of struggled out of the gate, but that that has everything to do with with injuries and things like that. Um, and they'll be back to full strength uh, soon with with Devin Taves specifically. I don't know if people realize how important he is to this Avalanche team, a really mobile uh, defenseman that moves the pucks like uh, a lot for that team, uh, both at even strength. 
uh, and on the power play, right? So um, they'll get him back soon, and, and the Avalanche will, will probably start rolling. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty skeptical that the Blues can keep, keep up what they're doing. Uh, but they, they do have a little bit more skill than they, they did last year, and, and, you know, stranger things have happened. How's the propagator been doing? Everything you imagined it to be? Yeah, it's it's a well-oiled machine. It's uh, you know every day seems to be uh, a day that you know we're we're right there and and you know maybe making a profit. So uh, it's uh, it's going great and uh, it's a lot of fun and and it's challenging because the prices are always changing, just like uh, any other betting market. But um, it's uh, it's a definitely been a, a fun learning experience and and it's been profitable so far and I hope that continues. What has it spit out tonight for us? Um, a couple of plays that are still left. I know I have Austin Matthews over three and a half shots. I believe he was right there about halfway through the first period with three shots. Um, and Mitch Marner with uh, over two and a half. Uh, he had a goal, so need a couple more out of him. Um, and I'm also on Alex uh, Petrangelo uh, not to get a point. That's a, a prop that's won a lot this season as he only has one point uh, so far. But um, what's left? I'm on the Flames at minus 150. I believe you can get minus 145 at DraftKings. Um, this one is tough because we're going to find out here right away if it's going to be Eusteros in goal or if it's going to be Connor Ingram or David Riddich, one of the backups. Uh, and if it is one of the backups for the Predators, then I'll be adding to my bet on the Flames. But I like this bet regardless. But at this point, um, I, I think people should just just wait a few more minutes and we'll find out who the goaltender will be for the, the Predators. Um, but on the Predator side, I also like Matt Duchesne under 0.5 points minus 115. He's been, you know, uh, sorry, 0.5 shots. Uh, sorry, uh, 2.5 shots. I'm I'm tongue tied and uh, the, the, the graphic is wrong, but that might be my fault. Um, it's uh, under two and a half <laughs> shots uh, for uh, for Matt Duchesne. Uh, minus 115. Uh, he's been lighting it up and, and putting a lot of pucks on net, uh, but uh, not something he's done a lot of over the last couple of years. And this line is kind of at a whack with that. So I'm thinking that what he's been doing so far, his role hasn't changed all that much. Uh, it's a, a bit of an aberration and uh, it'll probably even out. And this Flames team uh, is really uh, tough in terms of possessing the puck and the Predators won't uh, have a lot of opportunities tonight. Um, and also Connor Brown uh, in the Ottawa Senators game under 0 0.5 points at minus 145. Uh, he you know, has no business being priced in, in, in that uh, range, according to the propagator. Agreed. That's my my fault, Danny. My fault. It was two and a half shots. My bad. Yeah, my cousin Connor, I'm, he's not I, very good. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm, okay. You're good. Um, all right, Andy. So we got the Stars and the Jets. We have the Senators and the Wild, the Rangers and the Canucks, Devils and Ducks, and then Sabres and Sharks still to go tonight. Were there, I know you don't have a bet in on any of these games. Was there anything you were close to pulling the trigger on? Is there anything that if somebody is, is looking to get involved, you at least had a slight lean? Well, the the Dallas Stars and the, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, that, that one kind of got turned on its head earlier today when – uh, there was no sign of Connor Hellebuck at uh, Jets practice, so it's Eric Comrie, uh, the young backup goaltender, uh, in in the net for the Jets tonight. Um, and the, the line moved pretty quickly. And you know, if it had not been for that, and and Hellebuck was in goal, I would have looked at the Jets here. But that's pretty much gotten out of range for me um, at this point. I was hoping the Senators uh, might get 
you know, into that range, but uh, plus 185 really isn't good enough. I do like their goaltending situation uh, more tonight than I did last night because it's a young goaltender by the name of Philip Gustafson that has a lot of potential to be an NHL starter one day, in my opinion. Uh, And, you know, he's a, a big upgrade over Matt Murray, who is clearly washed up. Um, and in in terms of the, the Canucks and uh, the New York Rangers, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I think it's it's going to be a wide open affair, but both teams have really good goaltending. Thatcher Demko has been great, but Igor Shesterkin has is probably been the best goaltender in the league so far this season. Um, so people might look at that one as, you know, a high scoring affair, but I, I kind of look at it as a, a goaltending duel. Um, and both teams have a lot of skill, but the Rangers really haven't been putting up the the goals and, and, you know, the scoring at the rate that you would think that a team like that would score at. Um, so maybe a bit of a turn there or uh, maybe some of their struggles continue. Um, but I, I don't really like either side here. It's it's a bit of a tough slate. Like I said, I only ended up with the Flames out of all nine games. Andy, when uh, can folks check you out on the YouTube channel? Uh, that's every Tuesday. Probably going to up that to twice a week oh. once uh, some of the other Ooh. sports slow down. But Everybody can can uh, check out my uh, my daily report uh, on Veasan.com every morning and uh, the update every afternoon. I see what you did there. Well done, Andy. Andy McNeil, everybody. I don't even see what I did there. So it's I mean, a you're prom- one step ahead of me. As promotion is what you did. Thank you, Andy. We appreciate it, Andy McNeil, everybody. On hockey, we'll come back. Game six of the World Series. Veasan primetime action. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.